0: I saw this tweet that was like rumblings are just is just like white man way of saying gossip. Um, <laughs> Hi everyone and welcome back to Where's My Stick. We are very excited to be hosting two amazing guests, the hosts behind Saucy Rockets, me and Leah. Um, welcome to Where's My Stick. <laughs>
1: Thanks for having us.
0: Yeah. Yes, thank you. Of course. Um, So there is sort of a lot to cover. A lot has happened since our last uh, recording. Um, So we're just going to hop right into a very traumatic trade um, with Phil Kessel leaving the Penguins. Um, He will be going to Arizona. Um, In return, the Penguins will... Phil Kessel, plus a fourth-round pick, plus a defenseman, Dane, or something, Dane?
1: Yeah. Um, Has anybody actually heard of this guy before? Because
2: I never had. No. <laughs> no? Like, I absolutely <laughs> haven't. He's fake. He's just, um, like, made up. Yeah.
3: I've never heard of him before. But ever. if he was
0: an alias for Jack Johnson...
3: would <laughs> oh, <my God>. be <laughs> oh, so lucky. <laughs>
0: Um, And then Arizona, in return, Arizona is sending over um, Alex Galchenyuk and um, Pierre Oliver... Joseph.
3: Joseph. Joseph,
4: yeah.
0: Perfect. Which I'm excited about, but I just don't know how I feel about giving up
1: Phil. I feel bad about you. I don't
5: like this Like, big,
1: big bad. Yeah.
0: I think something that really bothers me is the way that it seems like it happened. Like, if this had been just, like, a good faith trade, but with all, like, the sketchy stuff Jim Rutherford has been saying, and the articles and stuff, I, that really makes me feel poorly about it.
2: I will say that I absolutely love Alex Galchenyuk, and I love Pio Joseph so, so very much, and literally, if. The Penguins got them in almost any other way. Like, I would be very happy. Like I was begging the Penguins two years ago to get Galchenyuk, and but to trade Phil, because that's just not great to me or for me, and I'm very sad about it.
3: I'm. So, I can't believe that old bitch did it. Like he <laughs> talked don't. all that shit at the beginning of the season. It's like. <laughs> so bad he did it like i'm so mad he got his way and traded castle like i don't even i can't even like comprehend the return because like in theory the return is good especially like with the way that they were just like trashing castle to the media but like i just don't understand why you have to trash him like i like trade him fine but like that's so unprofessional and like jim rutherford's so spoiled like he's so spoiled and like like this is the guy you're gonna put in the hockey hall of fame. Like this guy, like Kessel did everything for you. Like and like <laughs> he got you, He's the reason why you won two pups. Like you were done, and you were gonna retire, and this guy saved your career. And this is how you. Do you. I'm, I'm just, sh- I'm so angry,
1: and like. He's having, like, an epic old white man tantrum. He
2: is. Yes, yes. Like but you can't time. admit that he's wrong about Jack Johnson. So right. He's literally messing everything else up. Like, I, I I, don't even know if I believe that.
3: Like, I just feel like he's just an old bitch. Like, who does that? Like, you can't even, like, I just can't, I, I like, I can't, I can't, I don't know if I'm just, I don't have that type of, like, confidence and, like, self sense of self that I'm just like oh look at my horrible mistake but I'm not going to admit it I'm just not going to do it so I'm just going to ruin everything and like I just can't in my mind think that this is how we think he must honestly think that this is the best way for the Penguins and I just can't I, I just don't I can't comprehend it like if you if you move Phil Kessel you don't have Phil Kessel and like Phil Kessel has produced more than Alex Galchenyuk has consistently and I just like the, our power play our power play shit like, the Metro just got so, so hard, and you strayed Phil Kessel. Like, after saying that, Sid, well, not Sid, but Gino had a down season, and it's like, so you take away a person who was a point-per-game player? I, I just don't get that. Like, now, we never beat the Devils before, and now they have Jack Hughes and P.K. Subban, and so we're just not going to beat anybody? Like, who's the no. bad team in the in the uh, conference? Us! Oh, it's we, can't, we can't see any because it's us. Like. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know
1: if you guys saw The Athletic this morning, but like are, they're already trying to re-spin this bullshit. So, I mean, I know you remember all the, the trade, Malkin, Malkin's so bad, yeah. Malkin's the yeah. problem, yes, from earlier this summer. I'll well, now it. they're saying the whole point behind this Kessel trade was all about getting Malkin a good winger. Like, it's been about him this whole entire time. It's all been about saving and rehabbing Gino, because it's not that Bill is apparently a gambling addict who's, like, quote-unquote been requesting trades and then changing his mind, which is such a of bullshit, I can't even.
0: Plus corrupting so- the youth of the Penguins. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> God forbid Jason Bank went to a casino yeah. and the whole thing up.
3: Like, and after his like best season in the N- in the NHL, they're like, yeah, Jake was going to casinos. Like, good, Jake, keep going. Keep going.
0: <laughs> Honestly, he needs all the money he can get because he doesn't have
3: lockout
5: protection.
0: Exactly, exactly. <laughs>
5: like
3: he's like everyone's scared that Jake's just like trying to just spend his money. Like he's trying to make money because right. he's not gonna have any in the lo- when the lockout happens. I. I just can't, like, that when Jonathan Bamboli tweeted that out, like, first we saw the 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 tweets, I think it was from Josh Yogi, but I try not to follow him. And it's like, he was saying how, like, Kessel, he, Rutherford said that Kessel was like, yeah, he's been asking for trades multiple times. And then Kessel was like, yeah, no, that's not true. And it's like, once then, everyone was, like, no one questioned Rutherford? No one. Like, I see everybody else is just like, oh, what really? I don't know. And I'm like, Uh, can you, like, look into this? Like, this old man is a liar. Like, what does Phil have to lie? You don't think
1: Rutherford would have been saying something after that botched Minnesota trade?
3: Yeah. If Phil had been
1: requesting trades this whole time. He would have been like, look, he asked for this. We were trying to help him out, and he turned it down. Look at what a bad position that puts me in. Like, that I could have understood. Like, that would have made some sense. But for him to, like, suddenly pull all of that out now, it's just,
3: like, ass covering. Yeah. He's a fucking liar. Like, he. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like you're lying to my face. Like, I'm not literally. stupid. Like, I'm not stupid. But in conclusion, we all hate it. <laughs> I'm literally sad. Does um, Leah hate it? <laughs> yeah, kind of. I'm like the
4: gift that just eating popcorn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's me right now. Yeah, and then trying not to get murdered by Mary. <laughs>
1: hey, no, 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 no. She acts all innocent. Literally, as soon as the news officially broke last night, she opens up a group chat te- text between me and her and our coach, and texts and says, "Mary's really suffering over this trade, just to get <laughs> him stirred up about how the now have room to sign Corey fucking Perry."
2: No. Yes, and people want that because they're crazy. And I, I believe like a hundred percent that. Rutherford's either going to get Dion Benef or Perry. Like, there's n- nobody can convince me yeah. otherwise. He's going to do it.
1: Oh, yeah. The biggest train wreck he can do, he's going to do. Yeah.
3: Like, I mean, out. I know I talk, I always talk shit, but I'm like, why? Why do you want to hurt me, old man? I'm like, what did I do? <laughs> <laughs> I did nothing to you, and I don't know why you're treating me horribly. But you know what? Someone said, wait, Kelsey, you said it in the group text, or the group chat yesterday. Jim Rutherford is an Aquarius. Oh, yeah, he I, is. I've said from the beginning that Aquarius men are problematic, and they, <laughs> I mention, and they never admit when they're wrong. What are we seeing right now? A <laughs> old Aquarius that's problematic, never admitting when he's wrong.
2: Literally, he can't do it. Just buy out Jack Johnson. Like, just do it.
1: Just do it. There's still time. So the window, the first window closes at what? Five today, right? So, like... Maybe there's gonna be a hockey gods miracle and he'll buy
4: out Jack Johnson. Like that's I like all it. I'm
1: thinking to at this point.
4: Okay, okay Mary. <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe
4: Maybe, maybe okay. Phil was trying to raise enough money. Maybe he was trying to oh, win
2: like to buy out. I'll like, just um, like-, okay, like with Phil gone, Amanda's also gone.
0: Yeah.
1: We didn't even just lose, like, Phil Kessel. We
2: lost best Kessel. Uh, yeah. Best. yeah. Okay.
0: Well, I know that we could yell about Phil all day, but I think yeah. we should move on to some of the other moves being made in the NHL, um, oh some God. of them good and bad and ugly. First up, Jacob Trouba was traded um, to the New York Rangers for Neil Piong? Piong. Piong. And a 2019 first-round pick. Um, I don't
2: know who that ended up being.
0: On oh, well, I know nice.
2: his name. <clears throat> v- v- Mole. He's Finnish. Oh, okay. the- and he's a defenseman. Oh, cool. Um,
0: all right. Um, and then, yeah, so... What do we think of that? It looks like Jacob Truba um, has a career-high season just recently had a career-high season with 50 points and 82 games, um, and he has gone to arbitration twice with the Jets. Um, and then, yeah, so it was just like a right defenseman trade. Neil's a little bit younger.
3: All right, I'll are, jump in. Yeah. I think this is awful. And at first, I was just like, okay, whatever, because we heard we heard that like Trubo was like, oh yeah, like my wife, like I want her to reach her dreams and all that stuff. And it's like, yeah, yeah, that's perfect. And then we found out that he could o- he only wanted to go to New York teams. And it's like, wait, I just thought you wanted to be in the U.S. because like there's other places than New York that has good hospitals. What about there's Pittsburgh?
0: Other Pittsburgh has exactly. many wonderful Pittsburgh. hospitals. He's
3: not going to Philadelphia, like UPenn. Hospital, like that's a really good hospital. Okay, but she what probably I mean,
2: had her eyes set on Presbyterian or like okay, Mount Sinai. And those are really then, good hospitals.
3: Okay, but she's fake.
2: Like oh. you don't have
3: to go to the Rangers. I'm so mad. Maybe she's thing.
2: from New York.
3: Okay, and that's problematic. People from New York Is are it? problematic. Yes, they're <laughs> all problematic. I'm okay, so like I don't
2: know why we're doing
5: that. <laughs> you put it I'm on
2: the really so <laughs> But anyway. I feel like I'm not even mad at Jacob Truba for wanting to come to New York or just wanting to be traded in general. Like it's just so annoying cuz I feel like he probably um, articulated this to Chevy at some point or or kind of just made it known that he wasn't really looking to sign here and he wanted to come back to like the US or whatever and it's just like you could have traded him a while ago and to wait so long and to only get back the your first-round pick that you traded away for Kevin Hayes to the Rangers and Neil Pionk, who's not even that good. Like, he's young, sure, but, like, what I, I remember from the Rangers is that, like, he had a good first couple of games, and then he was bad, and then he started getting scratched and stuff. So I hate it on that aspect. And, like, the little part of me that appreciates the Rangers – I'm really excited for them because Jacob Truba and Brady Shea, they're going to be all together and really adorable.
3: Mary, Leah, do you guys have anything to add to that?
1: I think we talked about this some, Leah, about how we were excited to see someone like one of these players looking out for the best interest of their, like, partner.
0: Yeah. it's really
1: exciting, and I think we also kind of rolled our eyes at it because it's such a low bar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good job. You aren't a total selfish asshole. Like... Yeah. So, yeah, exciting, but also kind of like I can't believe we have to like applaud this still. Yeah. Next <laughs> up, Kevin Hayes
0: signed with the Flyers um, for a seven-year deal, totaling 50 million dollars. Um, he has a no movement clause until the end of the 21-22 um, season and has 20 goals once, 50 points once. Um, what do you think?
2: Okay. Besides me hating it, because it's the Flyers and it's Kevin Hayes, and I love Kevin Hayes, like, he completely ruined the market for everybody else. Now everyone's going to get completely overpaid. Like, why is he making more than Mark Scheife and Patrice Bergeron? Like, it makes no sense. But then, he's also pretty good. Like, he's going to fit in really nicely with the Flyers, which I hate. Why did the Flyers do this?
3: They had to pay him like he was going to free agency. Basically. I, am like, I don't know. This whole thing, I actually don't really like Kevin. He's, um, that much. I've I've always been, like, I've always been, like, no, get your money. Like, get your money. Bitch, get your money. But, like, Kevin, I'm just, like, you, like, didn't even want to be here. And now we have, like, you're the longest paid flyer right now. And I'm just, like, ugh. I don't want to be there. Because he, like, kept driving the price up, and he said that he would go to Arizona or Columbus. But yeah, (laughs) so I don't know if I really like him. And then, you know when, like, people sign with your team, and they're just like, oh, can't wait to, like, do with this generic thing in your city, this generic thing. Like, he was like, oh, can't wait to room with Gritty and, like, eat cheesesteaks. And I'm just like, that's, like, not even what...
2: Okay, but isn't that what people do in
3: Philly? Like, yeah, but no. Like, yeah, but also, like, don't throw the things that I love in my face just so for me to like you. Like, you're still making $7 million. <laughs>
2: <You just laughs> you better a ranger me. at And
3: he has to... I just want to see... I, hopefully he really does help the team, but I'm, I like, I'm, like over it. I'm just, like, over it. Okay. Next
0: up is my most devastating... <laughs> Carl uh, Hagelin re-signed with the Capitals um, for a four-year deal worth 11 million with a 2.75 AAV. I am so happy for him having a place to play. The
4: tears. <laughs> like, I'm so happy he's alive.
0: <laughs> I am. I'm, I'm so happy he's out there existing.
2: <laughs> he was in New York. I thought he was gonna come back.
0: <laughs> no, he seemed to do really well with the caps last year. So Did he? I did thought
3: he? he
0: did well. He did.
3: Yeah. I didn't. Really I know. mean, like he's a good player. He's going to like succeed anywhere.
2: What what I saw when he became a cap, he like started trying to kill everybody.
0: No. Yeah, a little bit, a little no. bit.
2: Okay. Yeah, a little bit. You can't
0: help that he's fast And it builds up velocity
3: That's fair Sure. The things that I don't like about this Is that like sometimes I see video of like him Like joking around With Cavs players And it just like makes me feel betrayed And it makes me feel like I didn't mean anything to him (laughs) And what we
2: (laughs) had was a lie I agree (laughs)
3: Is (laughs) everybody in the NHL fake? Yeah, like, when he went, I mean, like, I understand, like, when he first got traded there, like, I completely understand, like, you have to make nice, like, and then he was saying, like, his quotes, like, you're like, they're actually not that bad. And I was like, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, (laughs) because they're not that bad. Like, you know, (laughs) just stick by Nikki, and you'll be okay. And then like, he was talking to everyone. And I was like, huh. So I thought there was one snake in the, in the Pence garden. It seems there were two.
0: Okay, but if he doesn't do that, then he's bad for the room.
1: But he's That's not bad for the room. He's not bad okay for the room. Me. Please be bad
3: for that room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, no wait, I wanted to me. ask you about that. What do you think of the, you guys getting rat Gudas and trading Matt Niskanen? Oh, my... I still... I
4: just... I am not a big fan of it. I just... I feel like we have enough of a bad rap for being murdery, and I'm, I'm like, we just don't need this. We don't need this.
3: Um... So I'm not very thrilled with it. I will say as someone, like, Gudis was my favorite uh, flyer. I know he seems like a, a monster on the ice, but like off the ice, he's like a dad and he's like fun. And he's just so fun with the boys. And I think that he's like calmed his play down. Like last, this past season, he didn't murder anybody. And I think that's improvement. <laughs> I think it's it sounds so much like the, like,
1: the Tom Wilson discourse. Like, yeah, I know he's a serial killer on the ice, but off of it, he, like,
3: pets puppies and he didn't murder anybody well, this year. So well, it's okay. I, I met Tom Wilson before, and to be honest, he was a dick. I, maybe he was trying to not corrupt the
4: children, and he figured oh. it would be best for them to early. Um, okay, so
0: Carlson re-signed with the Sharks, which I was excited about. Um, I was extremely concerned when reports were coming out that he was considering going back to Ottawa, though, again, I know that his, um, wife has, you know, her whole family's there. I'm sure that, you know, she had her social group and her own things going on there, so I do understand the appeal of wanting to go back there, um, but I didn't want him with that organization anymore. Um, he's 29, he signed an eight-year deal and with an 11.5, um... A A V with a no movement
4: clause for all eight years. Mm. There's a no movement clause for all
3: eight years?
2: Yeah, that's what I saw. Wow, I mean, that's icy. That's a lot of money. How like, old? I mean, like he deserves all of it. Like
1: he's twenty nine Probably.
2: Yeah. But Wait, really? Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: I am I am legit shocked. Like I would have guessed thirty something.
0: Oh. <laughs> oh. I was gonna say the other way, like he seems ageless, like an ageless space pirate or
1: something. Yeah. yeah. Maybe maybe that's it. Like I don't know. I, I feel like I'm allowed to, to guess people older because I'm an old person, but like <laughs> I I maybe it is like the greasy hair, like I don't know. It just makes me feel like he's older, like he's beyond. So you know, how old do you
2: so- think Brent Burns is? Forty five? Like he's yeah, old. He looks it. At he's he looks
3: like he's lived every year in the
5: Netting Child. Like, he's
3: <laughs> Even the summers, like, he comes back, he was like, yeah, we just went hiking in the jungle in Montego Bay. And I'm just like, yeah, you look it, bud. you okay? <laughs> I'm like, oh, happy that it's, like, max term and it's not with my team because I don't have to care about, like, the later years. I'm just happy he got his money.
4: Yeah. I just, just wonder whether his groin uh, is going to survive eight years. <laughs> I don't think
0: oh, so. Oh, probably not. Nope. Probably not. <laughs> And then Luongo, Roberto Luongo, retired. Um, he has the third most wins among goalies with 489 wins. Played for the uh, Islanders, Panthers, and Canucks.
3: I didn't know that he played for
2: the uh, Islanders. Literally for a year. He was drafted by them. He got out of there quick. Yeah, he did.
3: <laughs> I feel I, I like his little, like, um, it wasn't like a player's tribute, but it was like his little like thing that he wrote on com. Like, I'm, I'm really happy for him that he realized that, you know, he needed to retire and he couldn't keep doing this to his body. And it's so it was just like a little glimpse into players' minds like, as they start preparing for the season. That was really big of him, and I'm happy for him.
2: I heard it was kind of shady. Like, they didn't want to put him on LTIR or something because then they would have to pay him. So they kind of were just like, so are you going to – like, they kind of – Forced his hand to retire so that like the Canucks could end up paying like his cap recapture penalty or whatever. He's something like that, but I don't know. Said I really that? like. Hmm? Who said that? I probably heard it on a podcast somewhere. Oh, probably like Phil Povich or something. Oh, okay. I,
0: I feel like goalies are always in a significant amount of discomfort just yeah because of what it require because of what the role requires of them so for him to like you said danielle to have put a cap on that i really appreciate and i hope that it wasn't like too much i hope that he's not yeah seriously quality of life deficient <laughs> i don't think he is though but just
4: in yeah general. yeah Oh, Mary, Leah, do you have anything to say? Not really. <laughs> just, that, just that we appreciate his long career. And um, and I think it is good, like you said, that he recognized that his body couldn't handle it. It kind of reminded me of what Brooks Orpic said about his retirement. Like, he couldn't yeah, walk down the stairs anymore. Um, and so he, he said it was just too painful to keep going. So it's good when people can recognize that. Yeah.
1: I'm petty, and I, I appreciate the drama of, of someone, like, a big player retiring and then saddling, what? at least two or three teams with cap recapture. <laughs> when they're not teams <laughs> I follow or care about. So I can just, like, point and laugh a little bit.
3: Surprise. That's I was angry. actually kind of happy he did that to the Canucks, because, like, I wouldn't say I'm, like, a huge Canucks fan, but I do dip and dabble. And so their GM is a mess and has been trying to max contract horrible players. So the fact that he has a little less um, salary cap to do that, it's another win for for Lou and for me. (laughs) But Leah, I definitely would, I'm sorry, I wanted to talk about Brooks Orpik retiring because we talked about it last episode and I'm kind of like really sad that he did uh, retire because do you think he'll like stay in the D.C. area? Because he's been so like... He does so much for that community.
4: Yeah, I think that he might. I'm not sure. Like, I remember right before his retirement was announced, um, he was helping out at one of the local, like, actually the only public ice rink in D.C. He was helping, like, do improvements on it. And so he he seems to be pretty invested in in the community, and he's been here for so long. So I don't know. I think maybe he could. And then he also showed up at um, development camp to talk to the prospects. Um, so I think that he'll try and maintain some ties to the organization.
0: All right. So this is my most exciting topic. Mitch Marner <laughs> is being... I actually don't even know if it's him specifically, but the whole situation I is love just causing all the chaos. Um, apparently, and this all has to be taken with like a huge grain of salt, um, he is going on like a what do you call it? Offer sheet tour. Um, sort of like speed <laughs> dating around, seeing what people have yes. to offer. Kyle Dubas has said that he's, you know, not committed to matching an offer sheet. Should it happen? And then you hear people being worried. What would, um, what would Toronto do with the extra cap space? And, you know, the four picks, if there was an offer sheet to happen, I just, I'm loving this entire
2: affair. I love it so much. Blake. Blake. Who does Mitch or his dad think he is (laughs) like Jesus I'm like get all the money that you Want and deserve But I just think it's so funny How shady his dad Is and how they keep Leaking stuff like oh maybe He met with this team He's possibly meeting with teams today He's looking for maybe 12 million dollars who knows So Toronto needs to step their game up I literally love all of it and meanwhile, the Toronto media, they're, like, they're panicking, but they're also just, like, no, 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 he's going to sign here. Like, no, nobody does offer sheets. He's going to sign here, for sure. <laughs>
0: I love it. He probably is going to sign there, though.
2: Yeah. No, he is. He is.
3: <laughs> but, yeah, that's why I have not I've just been keeping it low-key, because I don't want to say anything and then, like, someone throw it back in my face. Because, like... I know Mitch is going to sign back with the Leafs, but it's just, I love to see the chaos in Leafs' Twitter just go crazy. Yeah. Like, one day people are just like, you know what, trade him. I We could use these four picks for blah, blah, blah. And then the next day they're like, Mitch, please, like, adding him. They're like, Mitch, I love you so much. Like, what if, <laughs> wouldn't you want to lift the cup in Toronto, your home That's team? And I'm, like, and I'm just like, you know what, how much did these, like, how like how important are those Leaf pajamas now, guys? How how important are they <laughs> Like, let's talk about it. And so, yeah. ugh, if he would leave, I would just feel like... I don't even... I'm not even an Islanders fan. I'm not... And, like, I completely make fun of New York all the time. But, like, just, like... I just feel so happy for them that the Leafs, like, Mitch left. But
2: I know it won't happen, so... I don't know. Yeah, literally, Tavares signing for that much. And the Marlowe deal is why... Y'all don't have money to sign Mitch. Yeah, but I guess they traded him also.
3: Everyone's trade like they traded Zaitsev. They're
2: everyone's helping out the Leafs to keep to keep Mitch. No, but if they, they traded Zaitsev, but they got like CC which is like, Well, what's his is not, uh, it's not, it's I not official. Oh, I don't, I don't know. know. Okay, that so let's not jinx it. <laughs> 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 Look up blocking the Yeah. I would love him to... I would love Cody C.C. in Toronto. Love that for me. I, you that that that? Like,
1: I think my favorite part of the whole Mitch Warner drama is the amount of money he's asking for. Yeah. Like, the sheer ballsiness of it. Like, he's asking to make more money than, like, Crosby and Ovechkin and McDavid. Like, yeah, kids, you're good, but but seriously? I love yeah. it. Like, it's, it's insane to me.
2: I I just like how everybody assumed because Mitch is from Toronto and um, he yeah. gets to pay for his hometown team that he would take $5 million a year or whatever for eight years and that he would be excited at that fact. But Austin didn't take a discount. Mark like, at all. Tavares didn't take a discount. Well, like, Nylander didn't take a discount. So why are I they expecting sure <laughs> I keep thinking too, like what if he hates his hometown?
1: <laughs> yeah, like, like, my hometown team is, is technically the Caps, and you better bet your ass I would not be taking a discount. Like, <laughs> right. like oh, no, I want every single freaking penny you're going to possibly give me. Like, I'm not yeah. giving you any benefits of the doubt here. Right. And everyone's like,
3: like, all those, like, extra, like, ads and stuff, like, and it's like, yeah, I want that, too. I'm like, <laughs> right. Which
2: is, yeah. And, like, he's never lived anywhere else, <laughs> like, fully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, Spread your wings, Mitch. Go somewhere
0: else. Alright. Um, so next up there was yet another article interview coming out that um you know mentioned some troubling hazing type behavior um in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. Um and in this particular interview, Yaroslav Alexandev Alexev,? discovered. Alexia? Yeah, (laughs) Alexiev. Hey, I'm starting my Arabic lessons, not Russian. (laughs) Discusses (laughs) hazing rituals in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League um, that include sexual assault. Um, He says that you could avoid initiation by paying twenty twenty dollars. Just pay twenty dollars. But the other rookies had to wear diapers, and after drinking a few mixed beers and soda, they had to put cookies in their butts and run around a house before having to eat them. Which all sounds horrific. And I think that there was other stuff as well. Um, I don't yeah. remember it off the top Yeah,
3: of there was other stuff. There was, like, really graphics. I I feel bad that I keep picking on Leah. Leah, this is one of your <laughs> prospects. Do you like, what did you guys... What on Cap's Twitter? Did you guys, like, go crazy? Oh, I'm glad he said something. Yeah. no! no. The
4: um, Russian Machine wrote an article about it, but people really didn't comment that much. Um, but I think it's really great that he actually yeah. came out and said something about it. So I feel like that bodes well for him, just as a person in general. Yeah. Um, he's kind of... he's he's definitely hasn't made it yet, but he's still willing to come out and say something, even though it is something that's rampant in hockey culture. So I appreciated it.
3: Especially because like he is a Russian player, and they already get this bad rep of like you know
1: even beside that like it's so rare for men to speak up about being sexually assaulted because there's this shit expectation that like if you're a man and you're assaulted that you somehow brought it on yourself for being like weak or letting it happen and so for him to speak up about it and to like make a big thing it's it's really brave and admirable And, and for him to try to like Show that it happens, and you know it has to be widespread. If it's happening yeah. in one team, it's happening everywhere. You know, um it. I think that, that that really speaks a lot to his character and his like desire to try to do something about it.
4: Yeah. I do wonder whether it's a uniquely North American problem, or whether or not it's as rampant like in Europe or in Russia, as it is over here.
2: Well, he sounded pretty like. Sub- Surprised by it, by some of the things that he was saying. So I'm, I'm not sure. Like I wouldn't, but yeah. I think it's horrible. I don't even know. I got the
3: like just from reading it. It seemed like he was just like it wasn't even that he was like, hey, this is happening and this is bad. It was kind of just like this is so weird. Why would they? Yeah. 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 Yeah.
4: I was like, he was like
3: disgusted about it.
4: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Which fair. Yes. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't don't know if this is like a North American thing, but I feel like North American men are just so fragile, like just so fragile and just like their masculinity and all that. So just trying to dominate other men in different ways, I can see that being a bigger problem in North America than in like in Europe or anything then I don't know that much about your so it's that It's that
1: whole, like, no-homo culture. Like, so many other right. are... Like, men can hug. Men can, like, kiss each other just, like, in a friendly way. Like, they're not... Like, I mean, men in North America, they don't touch each other unless yeah. they're, you know, punching each other around or, like, making up these, like, bullshit, you know... Like, rules about it. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's... I feel like they would be a lot less bizarre if they weren't so fucking repressed and weird. Just in general
3: i don't understand the mentality of how like you hitting me and you sexually assaulting me makes me respect you and then when we're on a team together and we have to spend all that time like i'm supposed to just act like it didn't happen like Mm -hmm. i i don't get that like this idea of taking someone's power away by proving you're a part of the brotherhood i think there's, there's a
1: lot of like, avoidant thinking about it, like, especially for a lot of, like, the older hockey men who came up through the same thing, like, they don't want to look at it as bullying or assaulting other people, because then they'd have to admit that it happened to them, and that they were victimized, which they can't do, because that would, like, I mean, it's, it's traumatic to realize you've been victimized, so if they if they see it in their own head as something that's team building because hey we went through this really really tough thing you're a new guy you like let this awful thing happen to you to show that you wanted to be here and look how cool you are now because like we accept your sacrifice it's like hey we're all buddy 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 this is a great thing and then you know next year you'll get to help initiate other people into this brotherhood like if you look at it that way it's like yeah cool this is awesome it's like boot camp in the military you know we break you down and then we build you back up as one of us and we're all stronger because of it if you say like oh yeah I'm going to sexually assault you and then we'll be best friends but it's okay because next year you can sexually assault some other child like
5: yeah Yeah. a lot more
1: fucked up so they don't think of it that way and like even like the guys that Lee and I are with at the rink who are in like you know youth coaching who are really good guys you know but they came up playing hockey they're adults with families and kids of their own now and a lot of them like USA Hockey is putting out a lot of stuff for, like, safe sport and making sure people aren't being harassed or hazed in locker rooms and making sure it's a more inclusive environment. And a lot of them are really kind of dismissive about it because they think it's, like, weakening the sport or taking out a lot of the fun of the sport.
3: And Which that's like, that's problematic to me. What yeah. do you mean the fun of the sport? by so- yeah. And, like, I can understand that aspect of it, like, We're breaking you down to build you up. Like, going through, like, a horrible workout. Or, like, even, like, I... Like, my uncle is in a fraternity, and they get, like, branded. Like, like animals. They get branded. And, like, I can even understand that to an extent. Like, I get that. But, like, sexual assault is just... And you know what? Maybe it's the fact that, like, you said before, like, men don't even... Like, they don't even recognize that as assault. Because...
1: I just keep thinking about like Terry Crews in Hollywood who came yeah. out and said that like, you know, when the Me Too movement first started, that he was assaulted and people lost their ever loving minds yeah. about it. Yeah. This, this great, big, strong, muscular man admitting that he was victimized. And it's like, well, clearly you and your muscles let that happen. Yeah, that doesn't happen to men yeah. ever, and And you see it all the time where like, you know, if a, if a female teacher assaults a male student, it's like, all right, man, get it. Cool. That's awesome you know you're living a dream like it's this it's a big cultural thing and it's really fucking gross you know and it's so it's everywhere it's not like it's
3: just hockey it's like it's
1: just sports it's absolutely everywhere
3: it it is and to think about and i mean like it's it's weird because i i have always watched hockey as like an escape from like real life so to see like these real life issues so ingrained in hockey culture is just like surprises me even though i'm like why are you surprised you do this but it's like not here not these kids that i actually call my children like yeah. i can't believe it like so it's just it's just weird it's uh... now it's just it's
1: just weird and sketchy and i was kind of getting upset yesterday because a um a coach we follow on twitter um was talking about how hard it is to like coach camps and stuff now because parents keep getting involved, which I agree with. Cause you know, Leah, you've talked about this a lot. Um, parents are a pain in the ass when you're oh. coaching, like they're a pain. Um, but this guy was going on then like, you know, if you've got like your 14, 15 year old kid and he's in, he's got his cell phone that you're paying for. Like, you have to let him have communications with the coaches over text. Like you can't be managing that relationship. You've got to let your kid, your 14 year old child, your 15 year old like have these conversations with this adult figure. And I was sitting there thinking like, I am deeply uncomfortable with the idea of letting a 14 or 15 year old child have these private text messages with an adult in a position of power over them where they're already out of my sight in locker rooms or traveling for games you know, where, where parents aren't going to be in an environment that's known to have all these issues. I'm like, I'm
3: not okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. That's like my, that was my first thing. And like, and this is so weird, but like my mom used to make us watch a lot of lifetime videos, like as movies, like especially me. So like, been so many lifetime movies of like coaches taking advantage of like young children yeah. um, when they want to like be the best and, and make it to make their dreams achieve their dreams and so that idea of like me texting my coach like without my yeah that just to me is inappropriate (laughs) inappropriate weird and you know even with like just your normal day-to-day
1: stuff like you got this massive group of children in a locker room changing clothes you know and coaches are in and out like giving speeches giving instructions whatever like I felt awkward with that you know like these aren't my kids and I'm in this locker room with them and they're like changing into and out of their gear you know like we've got co-ed setups going on in here sometimes with these age groups like it's it is so easy for shit to get sketchy yeah
0: yeah
1: Yeah.
0: so obviously this is like a massive issue that is not you know about is not exclusive to the nhl but um or hockey in general but with you know articles like this and the article that came out um, through The Athletic a few weeks ago regarding how um, draft prospects are being spoken to during their interviews. Do you think we might be hoping to see like kind of a cultural change in the NHL in the way that, you know, um, things are accepted or things are looked at?
1: I think it's good that they're talking about things because awareness is like the first baby step. You know, Mm -hmm. you have to admit and discuss that there is an issue. I think that real change isn't going to come until there are less old white men in that process. Yeah. Yeah. It's just just too homogenous right now, and they all come from the same sort of shitty background. You need women. You need people of color in there to, like, when someone asks one of those screwed-up questions, to look at them and be like, you know, what the fuck, Frank? You can't ask that, you know? And I think until we see a lot more diversity in team leadership and management and scouting. I mean, look at, like, the Penguins did that cutesy video about all their scouts. They were all white men. Every yeah. single yeah. one of them. Like, they're all in the same age range, too. So until we get away from that, there's there's no way we're going to see actual meaningful change, because like, even the best intention, like, they don't fucking know. Like, they don't know how insular and, like, warped they're thinking about this is because they're they're
3: all in, like, a bubble thinking the same thing, so they think it's fine. And and to just to like a little bit quickly add on to that, I think and it needs to be multiple women and multiple people of color because like when it's just one, right. it's like that person you're you're gonna think the same way or you're gonna you're not gonna sh- wanna shake the boat because you're outnumbered and you right. don't yeah. feel comfortable in an environment. And I always think back to like PK and everyone loves PK and I love PK. I'm not I'm, I'm not bad mouthing him at all. But PK doesn't speak out on certain issues like some other players of color do in the NHL. And when he does speak out on them, it's a very it's a very like hockey yes men answer. Well yes,
1: so, what you see a lot is like when you have one or two kind of like quote unquote token yes. you know, non majority people show up in a group. Lots of times they're the ones who made it that far because yeah. they went along with the group think. Exactly. Right. Exactly so, yeah, yeah, okay, you're a different demographic but, you know, your your thinking is the same as everybody else's. It's not until you equalize everything that you actually start to see different viewpoints coming up.
3: And sometimes it's, ex- it's exhausting to be the one to always speak out on certain stuff and be like, again, Frank, what did we say last week? You know what I'm saying? Because, like, I find myself on Twitter, like, I just like be like, you know what? It's not worth it. It's not worth whatever's going to come into my mentions. But then there's some things that are just so like, I just can't hold back on. Mm-hmm. And that to me is like, it's, it makes me feel like kind of like shitty about myself. Cause like, I always want to speak out on things that I find are problematic, but it's like, uh, I, it's just like, I just tend to avoid certain things because I just know the backlash that I'm going to get. And I can't, so I can't even imagine how they feel in that situation. Like, here I am, just a person on Twitter, and, like, I have, you know, my tweets mean nothing, but this is something that, like, you know, they could potentially change the culture in hockey, and yet I understand why they wouldn't, why they would just continue to be quiet. I
4: think yeah. oh, Well, also for, like, PK, for instance, like, people are critical of him because he doesn't say, say more, and I feel like that's just sad for him in a way because he shouldn't have to carry that load because right. of the way he looks and yeah. because of his race but on the other hand when he does say things like oh I'm not going to support the protests that that's also damaging too because then people are like oh look at PK he's black and he, he thinks it's fine what's happening or he, yeah. doesn't, he doesn't support it so it's just kind of like you're damned if you do damned if you don't and it's, it's just really hard to like be able to be yourself
3: yeah no you that's absolutely true. And I feel that, I don't know why I feel like, um, I feel that way with Austin Matthews a lot because people are like, oh, he's like he's like a Hispanic player. He should be speaking out. Like, you know, he should be speaking out on issues and stuff like that. And I, I completely get it. Like sometimes you just don't want to be that person. You just want to just do your own thing. And I completely understand that. But with PK, sometimes I'm just like, I need more from you. <laughs> but that's just me personally. I completely understand
1: Well, it's not fair to think that, like, just because, like, you know, your skin color or your sex or, you know, your whatever that sets you apart from everybody else, that you're expected then to be, like, the spokesperson. Yeah. Everybody like you all the time and you always have to be on. Like, it's, that's really fucking exhausting, you know? And, you know, women aren't all the same, don't all feel the same. You know, people of color aren't all the same, don't all feel the same. You're not a cookie cutter, you know? Like, it's, it's an impossible situation to be placed in.
0: Leah, um, I was wondering the Penguins recently sent out like a survey asking what we would like, what like Penguins fans would like to see more of, especially on the social media side, asking like what kind of theme nights would we would we like to see and stuff like that. Um, and I know, um, Danielle, Christy, and I all put like a lot of <coughs> diversity stuff. Um, you know, maybe a better celebration of Pride and hockey is for everyone and stuff like that. I was just wondering if the Caps did anything
4: like that, if they like pulled what. You'd want to see. No, they didn't. Not that I saw. And and the cap social media is really non-interactive, and I feel like it's really not good. Like they, (laughs) I mean, it's not that it's unprofessional, but it's just not fun at all. Um, Like I remember when um, the Black Girl Hockey Club was trying to get clubs to follow her on Twitter, and like she had she had appeared like during an intermission show. Um, during one of the games, and it was actually like the first time that I had seen the club, and I think it was when it first started. And so you would have thought that they would have like jumped on that, but instead they were they like they were like oh we don't follow like people on Twitter blah blah blah, and then all these other teams like started following the club, and then they like were late to the party. So I feel like they just kind of suck. So, um, were, were there any
0: surprises with the draft like? I was surprised how f- far Cool Caulfield dropped. Um,
2: it was one Russian player that dropped a lot. I
0: Yes, I know who you're talking about.
2: The penguins could have got him, but did they know?
0: The penguins could have gotten a lot of people.
3: Yeah, they could have gotten um, Is it Ryan Suzuki and his brother's name? <laughs> yes. Yeah. They could have got Ryan Suzuki, but they didn't.
0: Another thing, they released um, like the draft prospects, um, walk-up music requests and i was wondering what our walk-up musics would be
5: i've been thinking about this
3: (laughs) all day um like all weekend my walk-up would be um probably i have two okay so it would be the truth hurts by lizzo and i would want the beginning don't skip the beginning or the chorus it's like why are men great until they gotta be great that would be mine i want them to play that or girls by lizzo just because two
0: Two good picks I'm
3: not
0: ready um oh god I'm not ready either I think mine (laughs) okay you know what I'm gonna make them play for me I'm gonna make them play Pony by Genuine (laughs) or oh my
3: god (laughs) (laughs) this is like a family event
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's fine (laughs) or um Boogie by Brockhampton
1: I like that song oh that's a good song no, I'm kind of mad because I legit was going to say Lizzo, and I was thinking yes. about <laughs> why men grade till they kind of... <laughs> yes! That's such a good lyric! Like, yes.
2: I think I would do Bitch Better Have My Money by Rihanna, yes. okay. or, <laughs> or Can't Hold Us Down by Christina Aguilera, featuring Lil' Kim.
4: Oh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. So um, about Bitch Better Have My Money, so I was talking about this, the song and the video after we played a game, so I made all of the white men at the <laughs> ring watch the video. It was the most awkward experience ever. It was so amazing. It was so amazing that. Jeez. They like sitting there.
0: Frozen in horror. Well, they're probably like, is this like a really veiled threat?
1: Like what <laughs> like,
2: what is, he is
1: like Leah's like, no, well, it's not veiled at all. <laughs> yeah, I like the like like thrill. <laughs> like,
0: watch yourself. This is your warning. Exactly.
3: <laughs> well, finally the best part of the podcast. Because I,
0: I yeah, I feel like we're not utilizing our guests. So yeah, so Leah.
3: Brett Connolly, Andre Burakovsky, the like Matt Niskanen gone. How are you feeling right now as a Caps fan?
4: I mean, I'm feeling okay. I I also am like dead and cold inside, so <laughs> these things don't upset me as much. But I will be really sad if Brett Connolly leaves because he's a good human and he also had a really great year. Um, but I also um am happy that Andre Burakovsky is like finally gone. Like, thank <laughs> God.
2: And, like, a, I couldn't wait to get rid of him. Or, like, thank God he's finally free. Oh. <laughs> I think a combination of both, actually. Like,
4: yeah. I think that he's, like, adorable. But I'm, like, that is not what we need on the hockey team. <laughs> adorable. <laughs> Stanley Cup.
3: Yeah, that's true. Like, he could be, like, a, like, I think everyone was hoping that he was, like, more like a verana which is, like, adorable and messy, but also, like, a good hockey player and, like, consistent and can play on the top in the top six.
4: Yeah, like, yeah, and he apparently left because he wanted to play in the top six, and I'm like, uh, no, no. <laughs> like, it's like, you have no self-awareness, Andre. No. So i don't
0: think he's gonna get that with the avalanche
4: i know yeah yeah i feel like he's he's kind of like a gaslighter flair where you're like oh (laughs) he's really bad and then he like does something great and you're like well maybe he's not maybe i'm just dumb and then then, like back and forth and you're like i don't know so yeah i feel like i'll just be happy when there isn't drama at the trade deadline about whether he's gonna get moved and all that so i feel like it's best for everybody
0: yeah I'm kind of surprised that they signed Haglin before they signed um Connolly. I feel like he would have been more of a priority. Maybe it was easier cuz Haglin maybe had like less negotiation room.
3: So Leah, from a Caps fan's point of view, how, how are you like I mean, what's your opinion of the Metro? Like are you as terrified as we are or
4: um, I don't think I'm as terrified. Like, I, I feel like I, like, Mary and I talked about this the other day, about how, like, our teams have been so good for, like, the last, like, five years or whatever and, and like, we're always in contention is it's always, like, a good chance. It's always reasonable to think that, like, we could win the Cup, you know? But, yeah. like, now we're kind of entering this phase where we're kind of on the tail end, like, like, Thin and Ovi are, like, getting older and, like, the big, like, the main players are, like, all getting older and we don't really have like a fresh, fresh new superstar. So I feel like, um, I feel like we're not in as much defensive trouble as you all are. Um, <laughs> to put it mildly. So, so like I, but, but like the Metro is getting so scary, like with all the players, like with like the draft picks and then like with PK Subban, like the Devils are going to be crazy. And like we've been able to like ignore them and be like, oh, they suck. They're not going to do anything. But now it's like we have to fight them for like, a spot in the playoff. so I feel like it is kind of scary. I feel like this is something we should have done at the very top of the show,
0: <laughs> but um, to just get you guys, you know, into the podcast a little bit more. Um, in case anyone doesn't um, follow Saucy Rockers, which you definitely should because it is amazing. Um, how did you guys get into hockey, watching hockey, playing hockey, and then ultimately coaching?
4: Do you want
1: to go first, Mary? (laughs) Um, So I just randomly fell into watching hockey during the 2015-2016 playoffs. Um, Like, I was not a sports person at all. Um, And so, like, playoffs, you know, hockey was literally always on TV. And I was, like, stuck kind of watching it while I was on the treadmill at the gym. And I was like, all right, well, this didn't really totally suck. And I had also started reading the webcomic, Check, Please?, um, at the same time and if you guys haven't read that you absolutely have to so I was kind of like alright well hockey's not like horrible I'm going to see if I can like watch a game at home and I can actually see what the fuck is going on and see if I still like it and I watched it and I really got into it like like full on obsessed so I just randomly picked um, I my sister was like I can't stand watching all this hockey. You get to pick a team from each conference. And those are the only games you can watch when I'm in the house. <laughs> so I just randomly picked the Sharks and the Penguins and then the Penguins won the cup. And I was like, all right, well, hockey's amazing. amazing. <laughs> so I kept watching it again the next year. And um, again, same deal came around. It came to the playoffs. So I had the Penguins who were my team then, of course. And then I randomly picked the Predators as my Western Conference team. Fam- Why does that keep <laughs> happening to <Dave? laughs> so, you? So I was like, oh, I'm really the best at hockey. This is amazing. <laughs> and then the Penguins won the Cup again. And I'm like, all right, this is the best sport. I'm amazing at this. Um, and I finished up grad school about that same time. And I suddenly had all of this time and money. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to learn how to ice skate. And maybe I'll play hockey someday. So... I started taking skating lessons and found the rink we go to and just happened to ask um, the hockey guy there, like, do you have adult programs? And so that's our our coach now. And he was like, yeah, show up on Sunday. And so he, like, (laughs) literally, like, threw me some stinky-ass gear, threw me out on the ice, and, like, I kind of never looked back from that. Um, And the coaching thing happened because, like, he sort of sucked me into that, too. Like, I was just always there. And he was doing one of his learned escape programs and needed just some, like, adult bodies on the ice to help corral all these, like, you know, six-year-olds. And so I started helping that out with that all the time. Um, Ended up getting my first-level certification so I could be, like, legally on the ice with the kids. Um, And then he needed some coaches for one of the rec-level teams the following season. And so he basically suckered me and one of the guys we skate with into coaching with them, um, and ended up really enjoying it. So now I am I'm a rink rat. And I and happened, <laughs> <laughs> recently I was there basically like five days a week. Um, yeah, that's
0: amazing. Yeah,
1: so it's a, it's a lot of
0: fun. Yes, I know. We were just talking. Um, we had just watched The Mighty Ducks. I think most of us for the first time, mm-hmm. and we were saying how much fun like shooting the egg back and forth would be, but. <laughs> yeah i don't think any of us have actually played hockey no you that's the no <laughs> thing
1: i, I just, it was so fun and for me like i i'm a perfectionist and i was i was really worried that like if i'm not instantly good at something then i'm just i just don't do it but it has always been so fun because i look like a complete moron <laughs> out there. like even now like i'm not good i'm not fast or skilled like i'm a mess but it's just so ridiculous and so much fun because you'll be out there like you know busting your butt and then you'll just you know wipe out and like slide on your butt halfway across the rink like how how can you not laugh at that yeah you know and then you're on a bench with all these people and like the folks we skate with are all really cool for the most part so even when you're a giant train wreck out there they're like nice and it's fun and you can like joke around and you know it's just i i just get such a kick out of
2: it I tried to skate once, and then I immediately wasn't good at it, so i never done it.
1: <laughs> it's, I, it's honestly a lot easier once you have all the gear on, because then you lose that, like, at least for me, like, learning as an old person, I was like, I'm going to fall and break a hip, or I'm not going to break yeah. every bone in my body. So once you get all the gear on and then you fall, it doesn't even hurt, ever. So you're like, okay, this is fine.
3: So that's why Sherry is like that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah.
0: I, I feel a kinship with Connor Sherry because I can skate fast. I cannot skate at a normal pace. I can't stop and I can't stand in skates. It's getting fast.
5: So I can do that.
4: <laughs> You're usually like airlifted under the ice like a... a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. How about you, Leah? Um, so I have been a hockey fan since childhood and it's kind of weird. Like, I don't even really remember how all of it started. Like, I... Um, I've like been a fan since I was like nine or 10. So the cats were like really bad back then. And um, I would go to games and the arena would be like, not even like nearly half full. Um, And so I just kind of like thought it was like fun and I really enjoyed it. And then like the Olympics, like the 98 Olympics happened um, and I got really excited because like, there were, like, women playing hockey, and I always wanted to play when I was a kid, but my parents, like, were like, it's too expensive. We're not buying you all that. So, like, I never got to play. And then when I was older, my friend's um, son was playing hockey, and they had a parent-child hockey game. And she was like, oh, they have an adult program at the rink. You should come and try it out. And so, like, so then that's how I got started um, as an adult. And um, in terms of coaching, like, I didn't coach a team like Mary did. I helped out with the Learn to Skate um, program and I I like went and took my very very useful um, level one <laughs> coaching certification class um, but I think um, I'm probably going to do more this year because my son is like six years old and he's going to be on a little team so I think I'm going to help out with that
0: yeah that'll be fun yeah that is so cool yeah I'm just like amazed that this is might sound weird, but I'm so amazed that, like people just, like, decide to take up a sport and then they do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cause, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Because I'm just yeah. like, oh, that looks like fun, but I don't do it. <laughs> and then how did you guys meet and, like, come to start Saucy Rockets? Did you meet um, through playing hockey or...?
3: Yeah, and this is, like, a question that like I wanna know how a Caps fan and a Penguins fan, like, stayed friends. Yes. Because like me and Andy <laughs> are friends, but like Andy's like pissed about it that I, I like the penguins. Like he still holds that against holds that against me.
0: And I feel like even if it's not like the other person, it's the other people in the fan base that would
5: I yeah.
4: think yeah. provide
0: trouble. Yeah, like,
2: um, I, like- I
4: mean yeah, like I mean, I think that Mary and I like managed to be okay because I I'm a really nice person. So you know, like very kind of awful and like really judgy and difficult. Like I'm so nice that it like it like covers up like Mary's best. Yes. yes. No.
1: So I I was literally gonna say that I feel like I'm more of an asshole fan than Leah is. <laughs> um i i like as a rule cannot stand caps fans like and i don't know if that's just because i'm in caps territory but they're so fucking hateful usually like yeah yeah when when (laughs) the caps beat the pens in the playoff series two years ago like i like didn't want to go in the rank because it was horrible
4: it was just yeah horrible um she was crying in the corner. It was bad. Like, I, I actually literally was. <laughs> I cried, too. I
1: was like, it was horrible. <laughs> I was sobbing. I, like, my one feeling was triggered, and it was really bad. With, with <laughs> I was I was not into it. Like, I still like to pretend just, like, nobody got the cup that year.
2: Like, it just seriously didn't happen. Yeah. I like locked the caps every every person on the capitals literally that entire summer I didn't see anything oh yeah me too (laughs) yeah the purge for a while
3: but yeah okay so what made you guys start uh, a podcast um well Mary and I were on this group text and
4: like with two other people we played with and so we would always like talk about drama because we like we like to talk about people having mantras and like all the crazy stuff and like no one else would respond and i'm like (laughs) so i was like so so then we like just started our own text and then i was like we should just have a podcast because like we, we like talk about this all the time so we just thought it'd be fun and that's how we started i don't know mary do you have anything to add no, I mean,
1: that was basically it. Like, we just, like, would talk obsessively about this stuff, and then we'd, like, be playing, you know, and we'd be hanging out afterwards, and we'd still be talking about hockey gossip, and, like, literally nobody else in the room gave a shit, because they're like, all right, we're, we're going to watch the the game that's on, and we're just, like, talking about, you know, what so-and-so said on Twitter, or, like, this drama we read about. Um, and then I think Leah, like, was listening to Steve, um, Steve Dangle one day, and he or he tweeted, like, basically, if you've ever wanted to start a podcast, do it. And so she was like...
4: All right, well, let's do it. So he's telling us, Mary, it was a message just <laughs> for us. Right <laughs>
1: yeah, and it's funny because so we did, and we and we um, we tweeted like right after we recorded our first episode, and we like tagged him and thanking him, and he actually responded. So we were like, you know,
4: very very excited about that. Yeah,
3: but that's so funny that you guys actually play hockey, and you still started a podcast to talk about hockey that's so funny because we don't play hockey and we started a podcast because there's no one else in our like day everyday life that talks about hockey this intense so here you guys play and they still don't even talk that way
1: yeah we're we're um, part of it too is i think that we i don't know if like the, it's mostly guys that we skate with just because you know there aren't that many women in the yeah. hot in, in hockey um and so a lot of them like I don't know if they didn't care about the stuff we cared about, and then obviously we also care a lot. We get really obsessed about you know women in sports and yeah. bullshit in sports. So racism, sexism, like all this nonsense. And and most of these guys who are all white guys, you know, they don't give a shit.
5: Yeah.
1: So, I mean we're not we're not getting into good debates with them about this after skate. So we say decided- Oh no. <laughs> yeah. No. So- <laughs> So I think it's it's been a really good outlet for us to kind of, like, get our anger out and feel like we're, I don't know, Leah, if we if we feel like we're actually making a difference or helping anything, but it, it at least, like, really purges the anger we have sometimes.
4: Yeah, I think so. I mean, also, it's, you know, it's, like, going back to what we were talking about earlier with, like, Kike, I mean, sometimes I'm like, why are we always talking about, like, you know, like, racist or sexist shit that's happening in hockey it's like can't we just have fun but like in a way you just like can't separate your like I can't separate myself from it it's just like you know it's just impossible to like watch it and not like you know
3: notice those things so yeah right I completely
4: agree with the
1: bucket but you know maybe hopefully someday enough of us
3: complaining
1: it will mean that you know something actually changes
3: yeah and my next question was um when you, th- when you guys were thinking about, like, the type of podcast that you wanted to, like, you know, develop and put out for, you know, people to listen to, what did you, like, what did you want it to be? And, like, do you see it that way now? I, don't, I think it, yeah. Oh, no, go ahead, Mary. No, I was about to say, I don't know that we actually put all that much planning <laughs> into it
4: before we started. Um, yeah, yeah, we just kind of... I think that it has evolved, though, because we definitely talk more, like, like, like in our first episode, we just kind of talked about, like, light, fluffy, funny yeah. drama and stuff. yeah And I think that we definitely talk more about social issues than, than we did before. Like, that's kind of evolved. Um, just because it's like, you know, if we're, if we're going to, it would be kind of, like, not it would be like not being true to ourselves. Cause like, I used to ask Mary cause like I would get pissed off about stuff and I'm like, do you mind if I do like say blah, blah, blah about X? And she's like, she's like, we're not censoring ourselves. So that was like, that's always been like our, our like first principles. Like we're just going to like say whatever we feel like saying and not care if people get mad at us for it. Yeah. Um, But like, I, yeah, I think it's evolved. Like we talk a, a lot about women's hockey because part of it, part of that is just because, like women's hockey gets so little attention and there are so many people who talk about like the nhl like the it's like you know there's like so much content out there and there's so much of that and so we're like if we're gonna if we're gonna do this like we should support other women in sports so that's that's um i think that's one one thing that we didn't anticipate because we don't have a pro women's team here in the area and yeah it's just like it's just like not that big so so that's definitely something that I think is different than when we first started out.
1: Yeah. And I think lately we've kind of, we used to tell a lot of stories about from like when we were skating, but since we've both been benched for a while, that sort of dropped off. Yeah. Um, And I think, I don't know, I always had fun talking about that sort of stuff. So I think I'm I'm looking forward to us adding that back in once we're, we're back on the ice, and then we'll have our nonsense, you know, look at what the bozos at hockey did this week. Yeah. with <laughs> like, all the serious, like, look at what the bozos in the NWHL did
3: this week. Yeah. <laughs> That's so... I, I only asked that because I remember... I remember you guys' first episode. And, like, it, it has... Like, you guys have evolved and changed. And, I mean, I liked every single episode. Um, but I do love that I listen to Saucy Rockets because, like, I know I'm going to learn stuff. And I know I'm going to hear... Like, you... I know you, you guys might not think that you're, like legit newsbreakers or you know people who like i would you would people go to for certain information but i do get a lot of my um women's hockey information from you guys is from your podcast so like i always i love that that's not just the nhl um it's it's women's hockey and then hockey issues and then i love that you guys are also players because that's one thing i've always wanted to talk to because like players don't they're not on podcasts they don't really talk about their experiences and then you have like even if they do there are some players you have like you know um what is it that guy from bar the spinning chicklets like yeah they played in the that one guy played in the nhl but he never really talks about like positioning or like practice or anything like that and you guys have funny stories but i feel like i learned and can kind of understand um the different positions better because like i mean i've always been like oh yeah like jack jackson you suck but like now knowing like certain defenses like de- placing your feet certain ways and stuff like that i'm like yeah i know you're not doing it like it, like just from hearing people who, <laughs> hearing from people who actually play i'm like looking at players and i'm like yeah you're not doing that I'm like no you're not doing this and like
0: all right i think leah had to go which is fine
3: yeah we record for so long that's <laughs> the sad part one last question, and I guess we can't get this with Leah's point of view, but, Mary, I wanted to ask you, um, after doing – I mean, you guys have done, like, basically a season or maybe a little bit less of a season of your podcast. Do you feel like you and Leah are closer friends now that you started your podcast? Um, I feel like we are, yeah. So we used to just kind of see
1: each other a couple times a week at the rink, just skating and, you know, kind of texting sporadically, but we – um. I mean, we, we've gone on trips like, you know, we went out to San Jose for the All-Star game last summer or earlier this year. Um, we text constantly about all of this stuff. And, I mean, I think you've done, and, and because it's expanded from just being about, you know, the latest like Bobrovsky drama into yeah. like more yeah. serious issues, I definitely think we've, we've become better friends and we, we talk about a lot more like in-depth, interesting stuff. Now and, and not just hockey related. I and mean, there's a lot of, you know, like political type stuff that we try not to get too into in our podcast. Um, just because we, I don't know, I guess we're trying not to alienate everybody all at once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just save some to tick off later. Um, but I definitely think that it's been, it's definitely been like a strengthening thing for us. And it's been really fun.
3: Uh, yeah cool that makes sense i feel i asked that question because i was like before i don't think i was as close to christy or kelsey but like after this podcast like i literally talk to them every day
0: yeah
3: <laughs> like, about mm. all
0: right so now we just have a last few penguins related questions all that we right. want to pick your brain about great <sighs> Right? Like, so
1: much fun because you know, it's awful yeah <laughs> it's horrible it's just bad just, let's just rip off the band-aid like it's yeah let's do it um, do you
0: think to rip off the band aid? My first thought was, do you think the Penguins will make the playoffs next year? But we're not going to go there. That's a dark place. We're not going to go there just yet.
1: I'm going to look. I'm going. Gonna, gonna my thoughts on the playoffs or my thoughts for the playoffs this past season. I hope they make it there just so Geno's streak keeps. Playing. Yes. Yeah. And anything beyond that is going to be a gift. But just making it, and I mean, I feel like a team with Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin always has a chance of making the playoffs because they can go beast mode and haul the rest of those bombs on their backs for a while.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Anything more than that, I am I would not bet a single dollar on this season. Yeah. Based on what we have.
0: Is there a place you think we can like realistically improve before the season
1: or as the season starts? So, I guess my answer depends on how you're defining realistically. So, are we speaking in terms <laughs> of things that like they actually could do or things that GMGR would actually do?
3: That's a good one. I say, that is a good question. I think we have to do it like, like what GMJR would actually do.
1: Okay, so if we're talking living with GMJR, no. I don't think that he will ever admit to the awful mistakes he's made the past couple years, and I don't think that he will be able to correct them. Um, I think that his attitude towards the players and the, the shit he's been spewing in the media about Gino, about Tanger, about Phil is doing him any favors in the locker room. And it's certainly not going to fix the chemistry issue that we obviously had last season. Um, I think that he can add all the fancy wingers and free agents that he wants. And it's not going to matter as long as we still have the shitty defense that we have. I mean, we basically have like two decent defenders yeah, and and then nothing, and then you know I I love Matt Murray and Justin he's great. An but I mean, so we've got we've got Tanger and Dumo and Schulte basically, and it, and beyond that it's just sort of like, ugh, like God, I guess they count as a human on skates, sort of. Um, and then you know Muzz is awesome and I love him, but he has injury issues. You can't have a team with one goalie. You need a decent yeah, yeah. backup, which we don't have. Um, and you know, this shit is a problem not only because he's just a shitty human being who needs to not have anything nice happen to him ever, but he's just not a good hockey player. Yeah. yeah. So we don't have a good netminder situation. We don't have a good defensive system and then you know nothing is really going to fix that other than like actively fixing it, which GM Jar isn't gonna do. Yeah.
3: I, I definitely agree with you and I think I think it's sometimes it's like it's hard as a penguins fan to talk about muzz and like how not inconsistent his play has been but just how like you know he he also needs someone there to help yes. so, him yeah. and I think that's it's it's a thin line because there's so there's such a there's a part of the fan base that just absolutely hates him and um, there's another part of them that absolutely loves him and when you're a part, of, you want to support your goalie because you don't want to trash him. Because Muzz is good and he's done a lot. Like he's has two Stanley Cups. You can't take that away from him. No. But my thing is like, you know, saying that he can do it all when you know when proven he can't. He can't do it all. He can't, you know. And and the reason why the Penguins won those two cups is because they had two solid goalies in yes. Fleury and Murray and Flurry. And to get back to that point, they need to have another solid goalie. Right. To say that Casey DeSmith is as a solid goalie is unrealistic and it's laughable. Yeah, and he's, he's clearly not. He's not. And, like, even when, like, even if you put, aside, like, aside his off-ice issues, like, on ice, he's not, like, he's not sealing games for us. No, and,
1: I don't think he's know, won a single game, and he, he isn't even reliably keeping us in
3: games. Exactly. Like, if you see him and it's, like, well, the Penguins scored five goals. It's like, yeah, because it, the led in three. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And one was an empty net goal. So it's, like you know, that's not... What I need from a goalie is, like, the, the Penguins to win one nothing and the goalie stole that game. Right. You know, like...
0: I remember DeSmith, like, never stopped a breakaway. Uh, oh, oh, my
3: gosh. The power play! Like, yeah, like, never. I'm so sorry. Like, yes, we could blame the... Fo- the We could blame Chris Letang and Malkin because they're at the point all we want, but, like, at some point I would love for a goalie not to score. Right. Like, I but would love for a point
1: Where it's like, please, God, don't Give us power play. Power like, don't yeah, do yeah. it. Don't do it. Please
3: just don't do
1: it. It's, it was bad. It's just really bad. And it's one of those things, too, where, you know, it's, you, you need them to be able to step up at the same time. One single person can't do it. So you need Muzz to be able to step up and yeah, steal games, but he can't do that every game. Like, we saw, you know, Sid dragged us into the playoffs this season, yeah. but he died after that because he was fucking tired. Like, you yeah, cannot. Exactly expect one person to do all of that work throughout the entire season have someone else who can step up every once in a while
3: you don't have a team cool. i completely agree and i was gonna say it's concerning because after everything you hear about how to fix the penguins oh there needs to be a retool you never hear about goaltending and yeah. i'm not saying that they need to trade uh buzz at all i'm not but like is james reimer available like there's no like you're back James Armour
2: is not available. He got traded to the Canes. Region. Yeah, like
1: an hour ago. Wow,
2: yeah. I did not see.
1: James Armour, thanks. But it's, it's bad because it's like okay, so Muzz is still really young, you know, relatively speaking. He's yeah. he's a string bean, okay. So fine, he he is not a workhorse for us yet. So you can't expect him to work the whole season and play eighty games and you know be fine. So. Find someone competent who can step in and give him those breaks. Yeah. You know, and, and this shit is not it. So yeah. we need, like, and he obviously did well with Flurry being, like, a mentor-type position. So find an older goalie. Yeah.
2: It's like, come and, and fucking Mike help. Miller.
3: He will come, he will not come to the, he'll only say California.
2: Oh, right, right, right. his wife.
3: Yeah. Um, but, like, also, like we're seeing more and more now that goalies who do, that get rest throughout the season make it further in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Look at Tuka Rast. Look at Brandon Hopi Brandon yeah. Hopi is one of the best goalies statistics-wise in like history and in the playoffs. But every time he would play 60 to 70 games of the season, he would do horribly in the second round.
1: Well, it's, it's fucking exhausting, right? So I, I quote-unquote, played goalie, like, once for our scrimmage when our actual goalies didn't show up. And, like, A, you're out there the entire hour, which is a long time. Yeah. Um, it's stressful. It's exhausting. You're sweating buckets, even if you're just standing there. Like, it is hard fucking work. And to expect these guys to sit there and do that day in, day out, game after game after game for a whole season, of course they're going to get tired and hurt.
2: Plus like just They're the mental never comfortable side They're of it. all like crouched and yeah. <laughs> like it's horrible Always and waiting <laughs> something for sixty minutes. And
3: these guys are like six three like two something. Yeah. Like I'm so sorry. I cannot stand like I can't sit Indian style for like an hour without coming like getting up and being like I feel like no, been it's been.
1: And so, like, even even if even if your team is in the offensive zone the entire time, and you have yeah. the boring job in the world for an hour, just standing there, standing on skates for an hour, wearing all of that gear under all of those lights, yeah. that alone is exhausting. Your feet hurt, your legs hurt, your back hurts, you're hot and sweaty. Yeah. Like, best case scenario, it's still a miserable position to be in.
3: And Kelsey, you brought up the mental aspect. What were you going to say? That
0: just that, like. If you let in a goal, you have to, like, mentally shake it off. You have to okay. reset.
3: Exactly.
0: You know, if, you, if, you're, if your team is spending a lot of time in the offensive zone, you have to stay engaged so that you're not surprised yep. if, like, there is a breakaway if, or something. Yeah. Like that. it's well,
1: that's just another like that. thing, like, the Penguins were screwing up a lot last season is, like, the mental aspect with their goalies. You know, yeah. something was going on and on about how, like, you know, First not trusting Muzz and wouldn't play him and then it was like, Oh, we only trust Muzz, in which case, so oh, if you don't trust your backup goalie, you don't
3: have a fucking backup goalie. Yeah, exactly. exactly. What you touched on before, Mary, like the defense like if you have Brian Dublin and letang you have Schultz and you have Peterson, I think that's like could be an okay top four. Yes. But the bottom is just like killing me. And like I think in my head I'm like, okay, so say they take Jack Johnson out and they put Weedle in and he plays with gabranson that's not a, that's not ideal but i don't think it's as bad because like i'm a i'm a Ruido apologist i like i think he's like the moon and the sun and the stars like i think he's okay.
2: <laughs> i don't know why <laughs> because if not then it's jack johnson if not him i know i know i, have to give I would rather look. i'd rather huge weed than yeah. Jeff johnson
1: it's just it's it's the way he plays, the amount of money he gets for doing it is crippling us in other ways. I mean, he just he just yeah. he isn't only a good player, he's a stupid player. Like you could find a thousand gifts of him like trying to go for a completely unnecessary hit just yeah. to be a big bruiser it's, hitter. That he completely of the makes people open. So you do this yeah. unnecessary thing and then by the way, now there are people who are undefended because you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. And now they're scoring a goal because you left them undefended.
3: Like, and then your poor D partner. Like, and, and here's the thing. Like, if he was playing with Letang, Letang and 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 Dublin could like make up for. But that takes away from like them doing their job. Like, you can't. Yeah. He's the he's the averager basically. Like, he yes. brings
1: everybody down. So you have an elite defender and you pair him with them, and yeah, they're still going to be okay. At that point, they'll be average maybe a little above average, but you've completely deleted the elite aspect of your team now. So yeah. why are you doing this?
3: What is that? What is that? How does that help your team be better? It, it doesn't,
5: doesn't.
3: It's. And like, I'm so, like selfish because I'm like, I know that like, yes, the pens have been in the playoffs for this long and they have dominated the Metro, but I'm like, I'm not ready for it to be. Well, over. no, it's
1: okay. No, they so <laughs> dominate because you've got yeah. two. deal would Are you with me just to be, I don't know, just to argue, I think, but you've got two generational players. On that team right now, you know, like that doesn't happen. It's not gonna happen ever again. Yeah, you know, like any other person other than Gino would have left to captain his own team. Exactly. You know, you you have these two amazing talents. You've got great, you know, you got Latang who's gonna be a Hall of Fame, you know, defender someday. Like you have these great people there. They can do really great things, but you're just screwing up on the most basic levels, and you're just you're you're crippling
3: them with it. It's crazy because I don't know why every GM of this like the core players uh, prime like I don't I just don't know why they just feel like, I, I they just I don't know they just waste their time
2: they waste their the, I, I think they think that because they have Sid and because they have Malkin and Latang that they can that they're so good that they can kind of put whoever around them and they'll just yeah. work it out. And, like, Sid did so well last season that I think that they're just like, okay, whatever, we'll just grab whoever. And, like, I think Phil became the scapegoat there because they were like, oh, Malkin doesn't want to play with him anymore. Like, he's such a bad influence where it's just like, that's not it. it. It's well, like, how it's, true is that? It's so bad. I don't think it's they, true. they could make up for
1: a lot of mistakes when they were younger. Yeah, like they're, they're not that anymore. And then when you think about it, like, it's amazing how well Sid did last year, and the fact that he was like a Norris contender is outstanding. But it's also really fucked up. Like one of your centers should not be playing that much defense. Yes, yeah, like it should yeah. not be happening. Because if he's like going up for being like, look at how amazing your defensive play is, you might get an award for being like best defensive player. You're not scoring goals on defense.
0: Right. Yeah, it's like every time that he plays so well, he's, like, reaffirming this dan- this like dangerous mindset that yeah. he can play with anyone under yeah. any...
3: And exactly, yeah. and that's what's scary, too, is that, like, with Sid playing so well, they think that Kessel or Letang or Malkin are expendable. And it's like, that's right. not what? it, Chief. Like, which, like, Chris Letang has been looked over so much and does not get the respect he deserves because mm-hmm. he's on a team with Cindy Crosby and Evgeny yes. Malkin. Yeah, And, like, and before Ed Flower. Like, all four of them are Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. And how many times do you have that many Hall of Famers in this modern era? It, it doesn't happen. Everybody has taken a discount to play together. And you, yep. got, and you uh, the, all the GMs think that, like, oh, I can trade this. This person's tradeable. This person's tradeable. Like, no. I don't get it's it. Like, like, look at all this Marner stuff we were
1: talking about earlier. Like, yeah. you know, it's like, okay, if you, you wanted to see this again, Marner would be taking a discount to stay. Yeah. And build this really strong, amazingly talented court, and it's not happening because people don't do that. Yeah. And the fact that you've got these these people on the Penguins who have willingly done that, so they could all stay together for hopefully their whole careers and do something really special, and now you've got GMs who are kind of like, eh, whatever. This is no big deal. I'll just throw whatever shit I want at them, and it'll be fine. Probably. Exactly. It's just it's disgusting. It's such a what?
0: What do you think? Do you think? Uh, we might have seen it a little bit earlier, like when he had to walk back his um, like Latang and Malkin comments. What do you think it would take for G for Jim Rutherford to, you know, maybe be met with some resistance from, I don't know, like um, the owners or someone.
1: So I think some of that has already happened. Um, so one of the articles I was reading this week said that, you know, GMJR can like listen to offers as much as he wants on Malkin and Latang, but, he can't actually approve them. That comes okay. from ownership. Oh. So,
4: yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. there's yeah. that. And I think yeah. that
1: um, Lee and I talked about this in our recording this week. Um, but it was really interesting to me how there's all of this drama about Gino being traded and Gino being the problem. And then Sid got upset about it and it suddenly stopped. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yep. So, um, I think that there are people who can have some say over it. I think. Sid probably doesn't like being that person because he just wants to you know be a good teammate and he doesn't like being known as like the coach killer
5: yeah
1: um or you know in this case i guess the gm killer like do what you, you No, know, i wish you would do. <laughs> like, <laughs> <did. Catman>. <laughs> take up. the shot yeah. Sid. <laughs> um so i think that there definitely are points where that could happen and i i hope that we're getting to that point um but but I don't know. I mean, I've also read stuff that says, like, you know, management is in complete agreement with GMJR, which is just completely disgusting and horrifying to me. Yeah.
4: So uh, I mean, he was just
0: extended, what, like, last yeah, year. Like, yeah, yeah, just,
2: like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So he's with us for, like, another three or four years. Horrifying. What, what happens if they, like, decide to get rid of him? Like, do they have to pay? Like, that? Yeah, I'll pay, okay,
3: but, but that, it doesn't, yeah. But the ownership has money, so. Yeah, like, okay. it doesn't come out of the cap at all, so. Yeah. I'm just
2: like, Mario Lemieux, do me... Favor, please. Like
3: I was like, you owe
2: me. Yeah,
3: I need, I need you to stand up and. Well, I'm just looking at Sid, who everyone is
1: saying is going to be part of the ownership group once he retires. You know, it's oh like, gosh. go to sleep. like, look out for your folks. Like, have a bow, Mister. Yeah, yeah. You're
3: like, yeah. maybe flex a little because you can. Yeah. People would let you. Yeah, and Mario did it. Like, don't think that like you're the only one. Like, as a player, Mario would be like, no like,
2: yeah you know, we're gonna yeah. is, I, know, save, I just, like, save that franchise
1: exactly yeah. he doesn't, like, doesn't want to be a diva, he doesn't want to be like that but like, maybe now's the time, you kind of put your foot down true. you're like, yo like, we're not trading these people first of all, and second get rid of those four bozos yeah, yeah. please, yeah,
3: just
0: do I it I mean, he has to understand that like his own window is closing, Yeah. and I think that he does he yeah. has to,
1: he absolutely
2: has to he's just happy yeah, to so... be here Oh, I'm just happy. Uh, oh. God. All right. Why did it well,
0: happen um, And then, oh, my gosh. Okay. So, obviously, I I don't want to say I'm sure this isn't how it went down, but I just know the way that, like, I retell things is usually different than how it actually happened. But when Phil, Phil's quote about how he, like, <laughs> ran into Jr one day, and he was like, that's the last time you're wearing a Penguin's logo. If he actually said something to that effect,
3: I'd be I livid if Phil. I was Phil. Oh, yeah. Because Phil would, like, what does Phil have to lie about? He doesn't care. No, I don't, I
1: don't, I don't think he's lying. No, I guess. I just... So, yeah, like, my one, the one, the only reason I've, like, not completely lost my shit about this is because, like, the way that original quote came out, there's, like, the ellipses. And, like, the reporter who initially reported it said, like, the, the conference call cut out at that moment. So, like, potentially, maybe Phil said something like, I'll never wear a Penguins jersey again, or, and I knew i never, or or something, but that is a gigantic if, and and I would not at all be surprised that GMGR, like, just flat out said, you're not going to wear a Penguins jersey again. Like, it would not surprise me at all. So hard, it right. just it makes me wonder if he's going off of the Dallas playbook. Like, remember earlier this season, the Dallas general manager came out and said that um, Ben and Segan were playing like horseshit,
3: and they yeah, he needed yeah,
1: right. her. Like, I wonder if he just thinks that that's
3: how you effectively run a team now. Well, I'm I don't like, feel like you're under arrest, sir. That, that, that
2: <laughs> wasn't the GM, though, that was like some it was show. like it was like because an owner is- that like talks to them like once in a while or whatever not i don't think like it was like the GM like this is the GM someone that you would ideally talk to so i i don't know that's wild
1: yeah it's just it's cool. not great yeah.
2: yeah
0: yeah i feel like he sort of did that when he traded haglin like yeah there was no real reason for it, that was actually- a, it was yeah. a punishment
1: yeah. trade cuz he told cool. them yeah. before he did it if you guys don't start winning games i'm going to trade somebody just to do it.
3: And then they didn't win games, and he's like, alright, you like Hagelin? Bye. That's, it's, those scare tactics, it's like, Bernie yeah. was
2: never the same.
3: Yeah.
0: That's how you lose a, like, that's the problem with the room, is the GM. Yeah. All but it was yeah.
2: Am I gonna get traded? Olimata was perfect for the room, and perfect for Pittsburgh. He was like Sid's best friend. He was my best friend, Mary. He was my best
1: (laughs) friend. (laughs) (laughs) Horrible. He was like a sweet sunshine boy, and they just threw him away. He
3: did. Yeah. It was him or JJ, and they picked JJ, which is that's disgusting. disgusting. Yeah, that's like that's horrifying. That no one's safe but Jack Johnson. They're just they're garbage. (laughs) Like, what dirt does
1: he
2: have? On right. it's, it's the Tortorella thing. thing. What it is, think it's a, I think it's the Tortorella thing, and he doesn't want to admit that Tortorella was right. But everyone sees that. Like, at what point do you not go to Sid and be like, Look, Sid, I
1: really fucked this one up? Can you just like talk your buddy into like a long term inactive reserve sort of situation? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> are they <laughs> even, even that? that, that close? For his health, like, help us out, like, convince him to not be here anymore. I don't and even
2: think they're that close. Honestly. I think exactly. they played
3: it up. Yeah, I think so too. Like when's the last
2: time? Sid's way past Sid it, doesn't so. go to um um Colorado with him. He hangs out with Nathan McKinnon, so Yeah. I mean they're so, all like high moved friends. On. He was that close with high school friends in their thirty? Exactly. exactly.
3: But okay.
1: Jeez.
0: Well, all right, friends, was there any last
3: mm. we've held Mary Captive for like four hours at this point. <laughs> Again, thank you guys yeah. so much. I I know I could say speak for all of us. We love listening to you guys and mm-hmm. we learned so much from you ladies. And we're so happy that you decided to take Steve Dangle's advice and start your podcast. All right. So that's everything for
0: us this week. Thank you so much for joining us. And um, as always, if you have any questions, please feel welcome to contact us on Twitter at where's underscore my underscore stick. Um, and write and review us on iTunes if you get the chance. We would really appreciate it. And we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.